Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 74 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast, presented by Titan Rugby. Titan Rugby specializes in customized gear, perfected by players for players, quality uniforms, bold design, exceptional comfort. Get your customized rugby gear today. Visit TitanRugby.com. That's T-Y-T-A-N Rugby.com. Team discounts are available. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Uh, got a lot to get into on this episode of the DNVR Rugby Podcast, so we're going to jump right in the same way we do every week. That's by starting with the breakdown. So, first thing we want to talk about in the breakdown, lots of attention around the Colorado Exos this week. Um, if you saw, I think on Sunday, the Guardian article came out. There was another article by Golf Rugby Report. I'm um, just kind of diving into to, into the Exos. I know I shared the Guardian article on, on the DNVR Rugby Twitter. Um, the, re- the reaction was very interesting. People abroad seem to love it. People here in the States seem to hate it. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, to me, it seems like a, a rising tide lifts all boats scenario. Um, I genuinely believe this is a good idea. I think this is going to be something that, that uh, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add a different element to the rugby scene here in the United States. Um, it's an avenue that has not really been explored yet. It's an avenue very worthy of being explored. Um, and, and just based off what I've seen so far, I really do think that there are going to be some gems that come out of this and it's going to be a good thing in, in, in the long run. And, and as it continues to develop and changes continue to be made to it and you tinker with it, you know, we've already talked about Mark Bullock called it an experiment. That means that, you know, if something doesn't work, you analyze it, at, you, you fix it and you see you you try to fix it at least. And then you see where you end up, um, you know, on the other side of it. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. And like I said, I'm going to cover it the best I can. So what I continue to, to try to do week in and week out, week out and nothing's going to change. So, uh, like I said, a lot of interesting reactions almost made me want to stay off the internet. Um, but the keyword there is almost, and it, to be honest, it's a majority of people that don't really know what they're talking about. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the internet though. That's internet for you. So they do have some matches scheduled. I'm going to break a little news here. Um, but they're playing the New Orleans Rugby Football Club at the end of February. So on February 27th, they're going down to New Orleans. They're going to play New Orleans RFC. They're playing the LA Giltini's uh, Academy side in April. That's one of the things mentioned in the articles. And then they have another match scheduled against the Kansas City Blues sometime after that that match against the Giltinis in April. I've heard of a couple more, but again, it's all fluid. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more get added just as continue things continue to get better and, and things continue to get rolled back in terms of you know COVID uh, restrictions and all that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a, pop, a couple more pop up on the schedule here in the next few weeks just as, you know, like I said, things can get better, things continue to get finalized, and and just kind of the the state of the world continues to you know shape up. So, some another thing to keep an eye on, really. Um, I think that's all I wanted to touch on with this stuff. Yeah, that's all I wanted to touch on when it comes to the XOs. But I wanted to make sure I said that. Um, and I got more on it later in the show if you stick around. Uh, so we'll move on to the next piece of the breakdown. So Monday was report day for MLR players. So. Uh, we should see some more content from everyone kind of here in the next week or so. We should see some people start practicing um, because I believe the MLR rules is they're supposed to uh, quarantine for a week. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see like every team's approach. I know the LA Giltinis are actually in Maui right now, which would be not a bad place to quarantine, I think you can safely say. Um, so it, it's going to be cool, you know, seeing what they're, everyone's doing, seeing how it works and 
Um, like I said, we should see some more stuff from teams and stuff uh, this next upcoming Monday because that's when they should be able to start practicing based off of their quarantine rules. Um, what else we want to talk about here? Yeah, the other big piece of news that dropped on Wednesday was there's a couple actually, uh, but the first one is, is one of the biggest questions and concerns I kind of had going into the season. That was something I was waiting for for news to drop on, and that was what Toronto was going to do, where the arrows going to play. And they announced yesterday, right on the heels of the new MLR schedule being announced, that Toronto is moving to uh, you know partner up with the Rugby ATL for the season, at least for the beginning of the season, until they can kind of figure out what's going on in Canada or when Canada lets them come back. Uh, so, like I said, one of the things I touched on last week, one of the things I've been wondering personally, what was going to happen. So that's a kind of cool. See the teams partnering up like that, and it was an answer to one of the questions I had. And like I said, the new MLR schedule has been announced, so uh, credit to them for getting that turned around so quickly. I think it was like just over two weeks since Dallas withdrew. Um, obviously not a fun place to be in 60 days, however, before the season started, and uh, credit to them for getting that turned around. So uh, one of the last bits of MLR news I wanted to touch on was that the MLS, MLR supplemental draft develop, or whatever dispersal draft, I don't remember the, the proper name for it, uh, took place last week as well. So the Dallas Jackals players have been redistributed. Sounds like a couple of them took the severance package. I believe you could get like 50% of your money. Just, you know, you just get it um, and we'll, and use it out the season. But it sounds like the rest of the team's going to play. So I know the draft happened. I know, you know, Team players have been assigned to different teams now, uh, but I have not really seen much news on it. And I'm especially, you know, keeping my eye on on the former Raptors that were going to play in Dallas this last year. Now they're looking for somewhere else to play. Um, I haven't seen any former Raptors sign yet, but I, I have a feeling it's coming soon because it's, you know, you're just going to run out of time. We're bumping right up against the season. But when all that news drops, I'll, of course, update you all. I'll update the Raptor tracker. I'll be on Twitter like a madman uh, posting about it. So, that kind of does it for the breakdown. We'll go ahead and jump into the rugby that you can watch this weekend, which I think it deserves its own category after I've been doing this for, I don't know how long I've been doing these segments, seven, eight months. So the rugby you can watch this weekend, we've got one match in the Guinness Pro 14. That's Dragons versus Canuck. Uh That's Friday at 12.35 p.m. That's Mountain Time, of course, and you can catch that match on ESPN+. Plus. We've got the Premiership Rugby happening this weekend as well. So we've got Brister, Bristol versus Sale. That's tomorrow at 12.45 p.m., so you catch out on Friday, hopefully by the time you listen to this podcast. Next match, we got Wasps versus Northampton. That's on Saturday at 6 a.m. Bath versus Harlequins. I'm having a hard time talking today. Bath versus Harlequins. Uh, that's on Saturday at 7.15 a.m. We've got Leicester versus Worcester. Uh, that's on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got London Irish versus the uh, Gloucester. That's on Saturday at 8 a.m. I've got Newcastle versus Exeter. That's on Sunday at 6 a.m. You can catch all of those matches on Peacock. And then finally, we got some international rugby. We've got Six Nations starting up this week, uh, round one of five. So we got Italy versus France on Saturday at 7.15 a.m. England versus Scotland on Saturday at 9.45 a.m. And then we have Wales versus Ireland on Sunday at 8 a.m. And you can catch all of those matches on Peacock as well. Uh, so that does it for the rugby that you could watch this weekend. It's going to be, you know, we've got a lot of rugby on. Um, we've got, you know, Super Rugby out Ted Rose coming soon. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the show. Um, it's kind of cool to see rugby, you know, get back in the swings of things, especially with the NFL ending. 
Um, so it'll be a nice, you know, sport to pick up as soon as football's over. Because I know if you're a Rockies fan like me, you're not going to be watching any baseball this year. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. Uh, this interview is brought to you by MTS Nutrition. MTS Nutrition products are created to be the highest possible quality. Uh, MTS Nutrition assures its customers that they are receiving the most advanced and adequately dosed ingredients with no proprietary blends. The reason? So you know exactly what you're putting in your body and that each supplement is as effective as possible. For more information, visit mtsnutrition.com. So we're going to jump with this interview with Colorado XO prop Chase Stelling. Uh, Chase, a little background on Chase. He played offensive line at Western Carolina. He also threw for the track and field team. Uh, he's really been working like a man possessed. If you listen to last week's episode when I talked to Malik Bryant about, you know, who kind of impressed him, he said Jalen Robinson and Chase. He said he thought, you know, he sometimes he forgets that Chase is new to the sport, which means Chase is really – grind and he's, he's always working on himself he's working on his game um and I, I like i said i swear all he does is lift weights watch rugby and practice rugby anytime i see him on the internet posting instagram stories it's always him watching like an old international match or uh watching some type of rugby video looking at highlights um and i talked to chase very briefly for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while i talked to him for i you know i was doing those like very quick hitter you know, one to two minute clips of, of interviews at the November camp. I just wanted to talk to as many people as I could, get in as much content as I could. I talked to him at the camp back in November and his attitude really has not wavered at all. Like he's dead set, you know, focused on this. He he gets into it in his interview, so I don't want to burn it all, but he's got a good attitude. He's working like a madman. Um, and with that introduction, I guess we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO prop Chase Stelling. All right, now we welcome on Colorado XO, Chase Stelling. Chase, how's it going, man? I'm doing good this morning. How about yourself? Uh, no complaints here. Uh, happy to be talking to you. Like I said, thank you for taking the time to chat with me real quick. Uh, so, Chase, the, the first question that we ask everybody that comes on the show is can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, so where I'm from, I'm from a, I'm from a place in North Carolina called Lincoln County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lincoln County, pretty much, it's a good mix of, you know, some country, good old folk, and then, you know, on the other side, there's the lake and Lake Norman, you know, there's a little bit of more money on that side mm. of the, on that side of the county, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, pretty good mix of folk out that way. Yeah. I've never been to North Carolina. I know I'm missing out. It's all my places to go for sure. Uh, so hopefully when we can start traveling a little bit more freely, I'll make it down there. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would recommend it for sure. I mean, you know, I'm a little biased with being from there, but went to I went to school up in the mountains of western North Carolina and honestly it reminds me uh, at least weather wise and kind of atmosphere wise it reminds me a lot of here yeah in Colorado that's interesting I haven't heard that before but that's just more of the reason to check it out uh, so that kind of leads to the next question Chase so you played football at Western Carolina is that correct uh, yes sir how'd you de- so just tell me about that experience you know how, how'd you decide to go there what was the program like what you know what did you learn about yourself just tell me about playing football at Western Carolina so one of the biggest things I learned about myself when I was playing football at Western was, uh, you know, just like any any young man who's coming into the college environment, uh, specifically the collegiate sports environment, uh, you know, there's there's adversities that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, one of the big ones was, you know, the time management aspect of things, having to be up at uh, 5 a.m. for weights, 
uh, 7 a.m. study hall, class by 8, you know, fit your lunch in there at some point, go to practice, more meetings, more film, and all those things. So one of the, one of the things that I actually learned about myself early on was I was really good at time management. That was something I didn't have the opportunity to practice a lot in high school. Mm-hmm. But in, in college, I was able to really, you know, figure those things out, especially with being a two-sport athlete in college. You know, it was kind of crucial that, you know, I, I stay on top of not only my, my studies, but my timing and my scheduling and all those things. Mm-hmm. But as far as that was more of a personal thing, as far as football goes, I really learned, I really learned that I've got a big work ethic when it comes to doing things you know, athletically, uh, you know, taking care of my body for physical recovery because in high school, you know, when I committed to go play college football, I was 245 pounds. Uh-huh. When I when I reported on campus uh, in July of 2014, I was 265 pounds. And then by our first spring, you know, I was 300 pounds. Jeez. And they told me, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, so they told me, you know, if you want to give yourself a shot, the best shot is, you know, we can't have, we can't have white offensive linemen. So I did everything in my power to try and get up to that 300 pounds, you know, to try and give myself the best opportunity possible to try and, you know, show the coaches that, hey, I'm dedicated to this team. You know, I'm ready to go play. I'm ready to be a difference maker. Yeah. So, Chase, well, I got a question because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a littler guy, right? So what, what, are you, what are you eating? Like, what's your diet looking like when, you, when you're going from 245 pounds to 300 pounds? Take me through, like, a typical day of meals for you. Man, you see it, you eat it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to be a, to be a little bit more specific, um, you know, wake up in the morning, uh, especially my freshman year, because that was when I put on the most of the weight. Wake up in the morning, uh, eat you a peanut butter and jelly, get to the weight room, have you a protein shake before you work out, protein shake after you work out. Uh, so by that point, I've already got like fifteen hundred calories in me before I've even had breakfast. Yeah. On most mornings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Leave the weight room, go to the cafeteria, eat breakfast, uh, you know, whatever whatever they've got in there. Most of the time it was like some eggs and bacon, sausage, bagels, you know, your typical yeah. breakfast type of stuff that you would find in a college cafeteria. Go to class, have lunch, come back after uh come back after lunch, go down to the film room. You know, you might have like a, a hand of cheese sandwich or something like that, you know, just something just something little so you can eat before you go out to practice and then after practice going back into the cafeteria and you know at this point already having you know four or five thousand calories and then just having another 1500 calories before you know you you go back to the dorm for the evening and then depending on how you feel in the dorm for the evening you know maybe eating another peanut butter and jelly or having another protein shake or something of those sorts uh, eating is a job at that point that's a lot of that's a lot of work essentially yeah it really was <laughs> if i had to if i if i had to do it you know over again i might have put in a little bit more effort into being you know a clean eater yeah uh, you know just cleaning it up maybe just a little bit you know being 300 pounds at 19 years old wasn't easy you know it wasn't it wasn't like hey he's 300 pounds he's rock solid he's ready to go you mm-hmm. know i had to put once I got to 300, I actually had to drop back down a little bit to try and change my body a little bit because, you know, even though I was 300 pounds, you know, I wasn't necessarily moving the best. Uh, my CV wasn't the best, you know, all those things. So, you know, being, like I said, being 300 pounds at 19 years old, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It right. was a job though. It was a job to get there though. For sure. <laughs> you live and you learn. I, these are good lessons, I guess, going into the situation you're in now. Uh, Chase, so you, you said you played two sports. What other sports did you play? 
I was uh, an offensive lineman, and I was also a thrower on the track and field team. Mm, okay, very nice. Uh, so, Chase, I wanted to ask you what happened after college. So, when did you graduate, and you just kind of like, you know, were, were you working out at different, like, uh, like, did you have a pro day? Just kind of what happened after college? Uh, so, after college for me, I had – I graduated in December of 2018. Mm-hmm. And after I graduated, I had a, I had an invite to go to a little, <clears throat> I had an invite to go to a little, um, you know, senior game down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a big opportunity or nothing like that, but it was a opportunity. For sure. So I took, so I took that opportunity. Uh, my wife and I, we drove down to Myrtle Beach. Well, she was my, my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend and I, my girlfriend at the time and I, I drove down to Myrtle Beach and, <clears throat> excuse me, we stayed, we actually stayed with a buddy of mine's father who lived down that way. I had to commute about an hour to get to the practices and meetings and the game on the final day and stuff like that. Wow. But, you know, I took, I took that opportunity. Um, after that opportunity, it was ran mostly by some indoor scouts, some indoor owners and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, after the game. I performed really well. They liked me in meetings and the little combine and stuff that we did. So they offered me a they offered me an opportunity to you know come play arena ball. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know at the time I was twenty three. Yeah, I was twenty three. I had just turned twenty three that November. So I was like, man, like you know this is you know it's kind of cool. You know here's 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 something. You know worst case sure. scenario, I could I could I can go play arena ball, get me some film together. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Ended up leaving from there. Uh, got a uh, DM on Instagram from an agent. Uh, you know, I ended up deciding to sign with that agent, and the agent was like, "Hey, we don't want to short sell yourself. You know, we want to, we want to, we want to see how how big we can go. You know, if nothing else works out, then we can go back to this uh, indoor thing." So mm-hmm. like, All right, cool. You know, me and him were kind of on the same page. After that, I got an invite to. Uh, Jimmy Kimball's Beyond Sports Network Scouting Combine, which is in Indianapolis, the same week as the uh, the big combine in Indy. Yeah. So February of 19, I was in Indianapolis. I weighed in at that combine event at 337 pounds. <laughs> you just keep going <laughs> up here, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. By my, my senior season, I played a majority of my senior season at 335 to 340. That's a lot of weight. Oh, it was. <laughs> But, uh, but I, I was able to move pretty well. But anyway, so I end up in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, I perform well at that. I get some looks from um, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were there. I ended up going to one of their going to one of their tryouts. Uh, you know, just me and my me and my agent decided we're gonna. I didn't have a ton of films until my senior season in college. Yeah. So you know, we we decided that if anything was gonna happen for me, the best case scenario was gonna be either the CFL or the XFL, because the XFL was still a thing then. Right. And, uh, you know, left, left Indianapolis, went back, just kept training, kept training. I went down to Florida a couple times for some tryouts. Um, went to one in my home state of North Carolina. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, the best one that I performed at was down at IMG in Florida with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. Uh, you know, that coach really liked me. Me and him kind of clicked a little bit. They ended up messaging me. Um, hey, you know, we really like the way you performed at camp. Can you send us some more film? And, uh, so, you 
know, stuff like that to mm-hmm. highlight some, some games for them and stuff. So I said, yeah, I can do that. Uh, so I sent it to them, and they ended up coming back to me about a week or two later, and they said, hey, man, uh, you know, we really we really like the stuff that you sent us. You're you're not our first guy that we're going to bring in, but if something happens to the next to the first guy that we would bring in, you would be the next guy to come in. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, well, that's something. And he said, in the meantime, you know, just if you end up playing arena ball or you get another opportunity, please stay in touch, you know, all these different things. And by this point, it was May. May of 19 and my wife and I had actually just gotten married mm-hmm. I got that I got that email from the coach saying that they were interested two days before we got married and then I got the email saying hey you know we like you but you're not going to be the first guy we're going to bring in about a week after we had been married so newlywed um, newlywed you know not a whole lot of money saved up right because my wife my wife's from England so the first six months of our relationship she wasn't able to work you know, we had to go through that big green card process and all that. So for over a year and a half, I just pretty much had a normal job. Like I was an irrigation technician at a golf course. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a year and eight months later, I ended up getting an email from Peter Pass. Yeah. He was like, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, you want to play rugby? And at first I didn't know if it was real or not. You know, I've seen a lot of guys say the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, basically off of an opportunity that I took, that I didn't know anything was going to come from over a year and a half later, you know, this rugby opportunity presents itself. So that was kind of my path from, you know, graduating college, um, you know, not really having any certainty in my professional career to putting the professional dream down to being able to pick it back up. Right. That was my kind of, that was my journey from where I was to where I am today. That's good. That's awesome, man. That's awesome story. And, and, you know, you're here now, um, and I know you mentioned your wife was from England. I remember you saying that uh, when I talked to you back at the November camp. So, so you had to know a little bit about rugby, right? Like, how much did you know when you got recruited? So I knew, I knew probably more than a bunch of the guys who had never played rugby before. For sure. Not, not as much as some of the guys like Day and Malik and Lene, the guys that have actually, you know, played organized rugby before. But right. You no, know, I could. I could I've watched, I've watched games with my uh, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Actually, the, I think it was the first time I ever went over to England. We actually went to a, a rugby premiership match. We went and watched watched uh, the Wasps and Bop play. Yeah. So you know, I had I had I had the, I had a solid basic general understanding of the game. Right. Like I could watch I could watch it, follow along. You know those things. And then when I got the phone call from Peter. Uh, you know, I, I stepped up my study in and, you know, really started to focus and concentrate and watch more games, talk to my father-in-law a good bit, uh, you know, those types of things. Because my father-in-law actually played at, the, he played at the club level in England Yeah. way back when. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, all the, it all, it all, you know, all the experiences, you know, all the people you talk to, it's all the same stuff. So the game hasn't changed too much since, since he played, I'm sure. Um, so like, how did you decide to come out here though? Like, was it a, was it a decision that you had to think long and hard about or, or were you just kind of like, you know what, this is an opportunity. Like let's get my ticket. Let's jump on this plane. Like how, how hard of a decision was it to come out and give it a shot? You know, I, I can't say that it was an easy decision to make to come out here because, you know, my wife and I had just, you know, we were starting to, you know, really, you know, start our life together, live our life together. You know, she had her, she had her career. Uh, you know, at the time I, I had my potential career path at the golf course. I had actually ended up, um, 
deciding to take this opportunity just because, you know, it, it felt like, it felt like every which way I turned previously trying to pursue the professional football career that I would either draw the short end of the stick or, you know, there was another guy or something of those sorts. So basically I ended up taking this opportunity originally to kind of prove to myself that either that whole experience previously was a fluke, you know, like yeah. I've, I've actually had this opportunity and like, I'm good enough to be able to do this. Or, you know, I didn't, I didn't get past them. You know, maybe I, I, maybe I wasn't, you know, the athlete that I thought I was. Right. So I decided, so, so off of that, I decided to come out here. My wife and I decided that I would come out here in November. Uh, you know, I had a pretty good camp when I came out here in November. I was 295, 300. So, you know, like I had a general understanding of everything that we were doing. Yeah. My, my, car, my cardio was what was holding me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, originally coming out here, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a discussion. We sat down and we talked about it <clears throat> for a few days and then it was just, she told me, she said, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it, yeah. you know, I'll support you. And, you know, I decided to come out in November. They offered me the contract and then, you know, we had to sit down and have another discussion. Right. And she's, she's back in North Carolina doing her thing. I'm out here in Colorado doing my thing and, you know, we make it work. For sure. I mean, that's that's awesome here. It's always good to have you know people in your corner that support you like that. Um, so how how are you feeling like about everything so far? How's it going? How's training going? Um, what I've, it seems like you guys are progressing pretty quickly. I just kind of wonder, you know, how are you feeling about everything now that you're out here? You guys have been at it for about a month now. Um, so just yeah, how's it all going? Yeah, uh, for myself personally, like I said, when I came out in November, you know, I was at two ninety five to three hundred pound range. Yeah, my feet, my CV wasn't necessarily the best or anything like that. The biggest difference that I made from coming out here in November to when I reported in January was I, I was running, I was doing, you know, hit training. Like I was, I didn't want to be the reason why I came out here and couldn't succeed was because I wasn't in shape. Right. So. When I got out here, you know, the altitude is what it is. You know, it took a little bit of time to adjust to that. But overall, as far as the team aspect, this week we've really kind of started to install our attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've worked a lot on our defensive line and those types of things. The first two weeks we were just, you know, pounding skill work, pounding running, mixing the two together, making you think on your feet. Uh, you know, Coach Luke always says you got to have your head in the ice cooler, but your feet got to be moving fast because you know what. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know that was that was that was the first two weeks. You know, we really worked on you know that making sure guys could keep their composure and you know thinking when you're tired, being able to perform and those things. But you know, this week we've really started to put together and play rugby. You know, the yeah. first two weeks, first two two and a half weeks, it was just drills. You know, some of it you might understand and how it relates back to rugby. Some of it you might not. But now, you know, everybody's starting to kind of see the full picture coming. Right, together. starting to click a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so I know Chase. Last week I had Malik on the show, and I asked him who he was impressed by, who has caught his eye. He's one of the guys, like you mentioned already, has some some proper rugby training. He's played organized rugby. Uh, so he has a little bit, you know, of, of unique perspective, I would say, like with this whole thing. I asked him who he was impressed by so far, and he said two names. He said Jalen and you. And just from afar, like I can say just from afar, I've seen, you know, you're on Instagram, even like over these that two-month break where the camp ended and you reported. Seems like literally all of your free time, you were watching rugby, 
learning about rugby, you're working out. Like, it seems to me, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like this has like consumed you. Is that true? And like, what about it? Like, why are you so like, like what, what about it? Why are you so like caught the, why'd you catch the bug essentially? I guess I'm I'm trying to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, very much so have I been obsessed. Obsessed might not necessarily be the right word, but I put a lot of time and dedication into this because, you know, like I said before, I was pa- I felt like I was passed up on on so many other opportunities. I didn't want to have this opportunity and not and not excel in it. Yeah. Not show the coaches that hey, this 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 dude knows what he's doing. Or this dude knows rugby. Or this dude's been putting in the time, the effort, the dedication, you know, blood, yeah. sweat, tears to try and be be the best rugby player, you know, he can be. Ultimately the culture the coach's goal for us and the whole goal for this crossover academy thing is to have some guys here end up playing for the USA team. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I'm trying to be one of those guys. Right. You know, that's 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 what that's what drives me. You know, the fact that you know, I made this decision to come out here, leaving my wife back in North Carolina for the time being, you know, until either something astronomical happens with this rugby career mm-hmm. or, you know, it ends up being a bust. And I don't plan I don't plan on my rugby career being a bust. Yeah. So that's why I put so much time, effort and dedication into it. Yeah. I mean that's a good answer and like I guess uh, do you remember if there was like a certain point, I like to ask, you know, everybody really that comes on the show this, but I've been kind of staying away from it just because it's hard because you guys don't, haven't had any match time yet. But like, like I remember for me, I played rugby a couple years in high school. Like, I remember like when I caught the bug, it was like halfway through the first match we ever played. And I was like, man, this is so fun. Like all, all the work we'd been doing for a month had just kind of clicked. I just understood it. So like, have you had that moment yet? Like, have you had a moment where, it just has kind of hit you like, man, this is, this is the best. Like, have you caught the, but when do you remember like catching that rugby bug? I wouldn't necessarily say that I've caught the rugby bug yet per se, as you're describing it. Yeah. I would, I would just say that, you know, I'm so, I, I want myself and all of my teammates to do, you know, so well with this, you know, I'm so driven to do these things because, I worked a normal job for over a year and a half. Yeah. You know, I had to put the dream down, you know, to go support, you know, myself and my wife and, you know, those types of things. So when this opportunity presented itself, you know, at first I was like rugby, like I've never even thought about playing rugby. Yeah. But then like, I guess like as soon as I came out here, you know, in November, I wanted to be the best I could be in November. And, you know, now I want to be the best I can be every single training session, every rep. Right. I guess, I guess the bug the bug hasn't necessarily hit me like the rugby bug. The bug that's hit me is like this this is your opportunity. Don't let it don't let it slip yet. See that's interesting don't, to don't me let it go. because like you're already describing like how hard you work and, and you have, you know, the right mindset for this obviously. So I think when it all, you know, clicks for you, when you do actually start getting some match time and you do like start realizing how fun this is, like and it almost like pains me to say this, but like I, I loved football. I played football from when I was seven to when I was a senior in high school. I didn't have the opportunity to play in college, unfortunately. But I played rugby for three years, and I loved when I, you know, when I started to get into it. Like I loved playing rugby way more than I ever loved playing football. And I feel like I kind of feel like you're going to be on that same path, Chase. And when that finally hits you, like I feel like 
it's just going to take you to like a whole different level. Like you're already this committed, you're already this dedicated. And like when, when you catch that bug, like when it all clicks for you, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be crazy, man. It's yeah. No, I, I really, I really hope so. You know, every, everybody says, you know, the training is, and it's the same thing in football. The training is the hard part. The actual fun gets comes whenever, you know, you play the match. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity when we go down and we play new Orleans at the end of the month. Yeah. I know I am too. I, like I said, I'm looking forward to uh, to just watching you guys play. I'm sure you guys are ready to to get some actual match time and, and hit somebody else for a change. Uh, so so Chase, I wanted to ask you. We only got a couple of questions left before I let you go. I know you got a, a big day today. Uh, so Chase, uh, like I asked Malik, is there anybody that's kind of impressed you? And maybe it's it's tougher for you because you're not as familiar with rugby or whatever. But like who who has impressed you like in terms of progress? Because I'm sure you've seen people get better over the, the last four weeks? The guy that's impressed me the most has been Caleb. And I can't think of his last name right now off the top of my head, but, I mean, he was literally a guy that, you know, he played he played some college sports and things like that. You know, his family comes from loggers. But, you know, he's he was a dude that, you know, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure the story goes, Peter's seen him in a bar and was like, hey, man, you ever played rugby before? <laughs> and, and, and Caleb was like, no, I haven't. Yeah, Caleb Geiger, Caleb Geiger, I just looked it up. That's him, yeah, Caleb Geiger. And, uh, you know, the fact that he was, you know, basically picked up in a bar to come out here and play this sport, you know, not only that, but he's actually, you know, competitive. Yeah. Wants wants to hit, wants to, you know, carry the ball, wants to know what we're doing, like just the super competitive guy. You know, he does have some of that collegiate background uh, that – you know, collegiate sports background and things like that, but just the fact that, you know, hey, Peter, Peter seen him out in the bar and was like, <laughs> hey, you want to, you want to try wrestling? <laughs> Peter, so that's, that's that's crazy to me. That 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 makes such a great story. That does, and I'll give Peter credit. Like I know we talked to Peter on the show. He literally has like left no stone unturned. Obviously, by by this little anecdote right here, uh, proves a point. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to track Caleb down and, and ask him about that because that's a great story. Absolutely. And especially if it was like he just took it in stride and he's, I mean, you know, you've noticed that he's progressing so well so far. And he's like one of the guys too. Like he wasn't at the camp, you know, he seemed like he showed up a little bit later than maybe the rest of you guys. So that's, that's an interesting story for sure. All right. Uh, Chase, last question I got for you. You've got Super Bowl this week. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Oh, no. Please don't say the Chiefs. <laughs> Man, I don't. I honestly haven't watched enough football to give a like an educated yeah. guess. Uh, you definitely you definitely can't count Tom Brady out. True. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is bringing this new style, next generation of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator was the Giants' defensive coordinator the year the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, you're digging deep. You're digging deep for these connections, but I think you're right. Oh, man, I've seen that on Twitter. Sp- Somebody oh, else Spagnuolo, right? I think Steve, right? Steve Spagnuolo? I think, yeah, I think that's right. But uh, if, I was, if I was a betting man and I was putting money on it, I can't I can't bet against Tom Brady. Okay, that's a good answer, I was, Chase. I was, I was, I was, it was going to hurt me. It was going to pain me if you said the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't have any Chiefs fans on my show. That's why I haven't talked to oh, Casey no. Vi yet. Uh, I know he's been he's been uh, bragging about the Chiefs. So, uh, Chase, that's all the questions I had for you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, looking forward to watching you guys play here in a couple weeks. Uh, so, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
Yeah, Colton, thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, all the things you guys put out. I listen to, I listen to a bunch of this y'all's content and stuff like that between November and now, and I'm a big fan, so I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's very nice. <laughs> all right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO prop Chase Stelling. Uh, big thank you to Chase for getting up early in the morning and recording that episode with me. We did it. Uh, before eight o'clock in the morning so i know that's not always the the best time but they're getting busy they're getting busy days busy schedule around here so i wanted to make sure i took the time to chat with them so uh like i said hope everybody enjoyed that thank you again to for chase for talking to me guests make the show i say it every week and, and i mean it um but but that'll do it for for the interview so we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show i think i'm gonna zig when people think i'm gonna zag right here I'm going to go ahead and give you the week off from required reading. There, there was a lot of, of content out, a little, maybe a little bit overstimulated, so we're going to take a little break. We're not going to read anything this week, and you can thank me for that later. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and finish the show the same way we do every week, and that's with the loop. So I know I've been saying it every week like since the new year, but I, I have been working on this project that I'm excited about. I make a little bit of room, you know, headway on it every week. Uh, this week was no different. Um, just something I gotta keep working out. Everyone's gotta stay patient, but it's gonna be really cool once it comes together. Um, and I think once it does eventually come out, you'll you'll see how why it took so long and uh, why I was so excited about it in the first place. Uh, I mentioned Super Rugby Aotearoa earlier in the show. Um, we're gonna be doing a lot of fun with that competition this year uh, here at DNVR. We've got some cool stuff in the works. That starts in about three weeks. Um, I'm super pumped for it. I love watching Super Rugby. I think everybody that kind of hasn't watched it, people that are just getting into rugby listening to this show, I think you'll really like it too. Uh, and then hopefully the stuff that we're doing with DNVR is going to be cool stuff. Uh, I know we're, and by with DNVR, I mean with DNVR bets more specifically, uh, DNVR rugby, DNVR bets teaming up, and we're going to we're gonna cover some Super Rugby. It's going to be sweet. So stay tuned with all that. And the best way to stay tuned with all of our stuff is to keep up with us on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Um, I forgot to mention, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack here a little bit, but I was on the rugby rant podcast last night. Uh, I know I mentioned it on the, in the loop last week, but that episode will drop Sunday morning. We talked all about the XOs and a little bit about the MLR schedule being released. So make sure to check all that out. Um, and thank you to those guys for having me on. I just want to talk a little bit about the program and kind of give my thoughts. I, I feel like it's a little bit different dynamic, obviously, when you do a show with somebody rather than when you're just sitting in this room talking to yourself like I do every week. Uh, so it was gave me a chance to, to say some stuff that I've been thinking that I really haven't had the opportunity to say. So thank you to those guys for having me on. Recommend go checking that out when that comes out. Um, like I said, follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby at Colton Strickler. And that does it for my show this week, everybody. So uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in, and I'll catch you all next week.